Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and not necessarily shared by the station. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Lewis R. Avalone. You know, funny enough, the loss in Virginia for Democrats, you know what they're blaming it on? Uh, their policies, everything that they've done no, over the last no, no, nine no. months where they've destroyed the border, they've raised inflation, they've caused gas prices to go up, uh, crime has continued to go up, they haven't solved the COVID prices, all oh, those no. things, uh, no, telling not, kids that they're no. racist simply because they're white? No, not, not any. No, no, none, no? Of, none of that. Here's oh. what they're blaming the loss on. What's that? Well, besides white supremacy. We'll get to that Wait, here. Wait, what? No, yeah, white supremacy. That's... One of the major talking points today about what is alive and uh-huh. well the same in people, the formerly blue state of Virginia. Okay, but the same people who voted for Joe Biden and his vice presidential nominee at the time, Kamala Harris, who happens to be black and Indian, those same people they're were the ones... Su- no, they're, they're, They've turned. They've become white supremacists in, in the, the last, last year, nine months. No, well, in the last year. I mean, the election was what? Well, yeah, I guess a, a year lo- ago. November of last year. Yeah. So, Gosh, no. According huh. to CNN, the Virginia Democratic Party filed a lawsuit today against the United States Postal Service. Wait, they wait, wait. say there were problems with mail-in voting. No, they alleged, allegedly, failed to deliver and process election-related materials ahead of this high-stakes gubernatorial race, a claim that the post office has rebutted. I I thought you were just supposed to accept the outcome of an election as soon as it was done, and that if you challenged the outcome of an election, you were an insurrectionist. Oh, yeah, well, Isn't that that why they're mad at Donald Trump? Because they won't admit that Donald Trump won't admit that the election was over and he lost, and so the day after they lose in Virginia, they're like, oh, it's the post office office fault we got to file a lawsuit here's what's so rich about that the virginia democratic party said delays threatening to disenfranchise thousands of virginia voters Wait. to election related mail how do they know that those votes were sent in were their bundlers the one who sent them? I, you know, Was it the people who went question. into the nursing homes and got people who were too senile to know what's going on at current events and know. filled out the ballots for them, and they know. mailed those off, and those ballots didn't make it into the counting? I don't it, know. Is that how they know? Don't know. I'm just don't checking. Know. But it was a big win in Virginia. Representative Kevin McCarthy said Youngkin's win should be a wake-up call for Democrats to abandon their extremist Agenda. McCarthy also praised Youngkin for running on the issues. House Minority Whip Steve Scalise said, if Democrats do not change course, and he's right about this, mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to go the same way as Terry McAuliffe. It they're they're going to have a day of reckoning. I think, and this is a direct quote from Steve Scalise, I think it's time to start it's time for them to start working with Republicans on solutions solutions that actually address crises and problems that families are facing. You know, yeah, because there's not a single bill 
that the Democrats have reached out to the Republicans and said, hey, guys, what do you think? Well, no, There's, they just fix it with they did it with they got they got what, 12 Republicans in the Senate on the infrastructure bill. But other than that, and by the way, some of those Republicans, Mitt Romney, uh, Bill Cassidy, Lisa Murkowski, not exactly good Republicans. And here's what's interesting. And, I, and we've got a clip from Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh-huh. Here's what's very interesting. Just four days ago, she said, well, you take a listen. Because you see, what happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. Well, you know, I, I think she may be wishing that this was Las Vegas because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What's happened in Virginia, she says, is going to spread all across the country. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But see, she's using the wrong word. It's not determines. It's indicates. It, 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 Virginia, if, if Youngkin had lost in Virginia, that wouldn't necessarily determine that Republicans would lose a year from now. But what it's saying is that by Youngkin winning in Virginia, it indicates that Republicans are poised to win big next year if things continue on the path they're on. Well, only if the white supremacy in this country continues oh to gain momentum, will Republicans win? Take a listen. Now, by the way, in Virginia, uh-huh. they elected the first black woman lieutenant governor. Oh, she must be a Democrat, right? Because well, all black women no, are No, she happens Democrat. to be a Republican. Wait, what? She's There's a, no such oh, thing. Oh, There's by the no way, such thing. She's also an immigrant from Jamaica. <laughs> okay, no, but that's neither here nor yeah, there. Those don't count. Okay, also, <laughs> also Virginians elected the first Hispanic. The... The first, these are both the first children uh-huh. of immigrants right. in this country. And, and for, the, for the attorney general's office, you mean in, in Virginia? I'm sorry, the yeah. attorney general's office. Yeah. It, right, exactly. Both Republicans. Both Republicans. Yeah. And, well, and Joy Reid, she was having none of it. The left went after the new attorney general, again, the first black woman lieutenant governor uh-huh. of Virginia. Wait, isn't Joy Reid a black woman? Take a listen. That at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. Your reaction to that, Ms. Sears? I wish Joy Reid would invite me on her show. Let's see if she's woman enough to do that. I'd go in a heartbeat and we have a real discussion without Joy speaking about me Behind my back, if you will. She talks about white supremacy. Does she know that I ran against a white supremacist? I mean, Joy, come on, get your facts straight and then come talk to me. That was the new attorney general, new lieutenant governor Uh or attorney general of Virginia. Winsome Sears. Yes, absolutely. Uh, She's exactly right. And, And by the way, how many black Republicans in the past year have Democrats called white supremacists. They called Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy. They called Condoleezza Rice, someone who uh, uses her white privilege. And now they're doing it to win some Sears. How is it that you're only black if you're a Democrat? How is it that all of a sudden, even though your skin tone doesn't change, you're no longer black if you vote Republican? In her victory speech today, she said... What you are looking at is the American dream. This country has done so much for me. Mm -hmm. I was willing, because she's also 
she was a former, or she is a member of the Marine Corps. Wow. But she says, this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is That's strong. Very strong. I don't think Joy Reid has those credentials. So I think if the Republicans can keep up this momentum going into the midterm races, holding what they have, even inflicting some minor losses maybe on the Democrats, then mm-hmm. redistricting will do the rest. Nancy Pelosi can kiss her gavel goodbye. Yeah, I think I think she's done. And I think that has Republican donors and backers, you know, has their eyes gleaming with renewed vigor. But that needs to translate to grassroots, too. It's time to get active in the party, to sign up as, a, for example, a precinct committee man or woman to get excited, just like we did in 2016. I mean, President Trump is doing great things behind the scenes. And rather than withholding our support to wait and see if he runs in 2024, I think we all need to get more active. This is not a time to celebrate. Yes, what happened in Virginia was good, but it ain't the whole, it's not the brass ring. We haven't haven't accomplished fully what needs to be accomplished. It is time now to get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. Well, as we've been talking about last night, Republican Glenn Youngkin won the governorship in Virginia. Youngkin defeated former Governor Terry McAuliffe in a close race in the state President Biden won last year by 10 points. Up the coast in New Jersey, the race is still too close to call, with incumbent Democrat Governor Phil Murphy holding a slight lead. You know what's interesting? Megan McCain is already out there spinning this victory in Virginia that Trump is suddenly not needed what to lead this country what? back from the dark side? Yeah, that's what she says. It proves that no. that, that Virginians they didn't need Trump in order to defeat the Democrats. Without so, Trump voters, Youngkin would have lost by about forty points. No, absolutely. This is no time to breathe a sigh of relief, folks. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow: the Supreme Court heard arguments today in a gun law case that could affect numerous gun restrictions in several states. The case comes out of New York, where residents have to prove they need to carry a weapon for self-defense in order to get a permit to carry a firearm in public. During questioning, Chief Justice Roberts said, quote, the idea that you need a license to exercise the right, I think, is unusual in the context of the Bill of Rights. But the justices also questioned if there were some specific places where government could restrict gun rights, like a football stadium, college campus, or places where alcohol is served. Well, yeah, well, New York's law has been in place since 1913. And and that, I mean, to carry a concealed gun in public for self-defense... It basically means that only the rich and well-connected are the ones who can defend themselves. Third thing you need to know before tomorrow, an Arkansas man has been indicted by a federal grand jury accused of defrauding the government of $100 million. Billy Joe Taylor is charged with making false billings for drug and COVID testing at laboratories he owns from 2017 through 2021. Prosecutors say Taylor then used that money to buy a Rolls Royce, jewelry, guitars, and real estate. Well, you know, when it's not your money, it's a lot easier just to steal it, right? Right. And, and to spend it. Our government is wasteful. And it's harder for the government to see what's going on in the time because they're not paying attention to it as hard as they should because it's not their money, as you pointed out. Coming up next, we're talking with the American Mamas. Stick around. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're on board American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. 
Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis Sar Abalone. So you know the saying, it says what? Victory has many parents, mm-hmm. but defeat is, an, is orphan. an orphan. Yes. Well, Sheila Jackson Lee, and mm-hmm. really she, what she has to say in this clip is emblematic of what Democrats, what the left is saying all across this country. is basically what happened in Virginia has nothing to do with Democrat policies. It's nothing to see here. Look, exactly. Look away. Or Democrat politicians mm-hmm. or ethics just or be, freedom. Just because they're voting against Democrats doesn't mean that Democrats have done anything wrong. Right. So take a listen to Sheila Jackson Lee as she explains how it has nothing to do. This defeat in Virginia has nothing to do with Democrats. Uh, define Virginia as a case that was about local issues. Those were about parental issues. And unfortunately, racism raised his ugly head and the Republican candidate used it very aptly. He followed the Trump playbook, use race and get a win. And that's very sad. I mean, I'm not going to tie that to Democrats or anything we did here in Washington. Again, they elected the first black female uh, um, uh, lieutenant, governor lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia by the almost the identical vote counts that Glenn Youngkin got to defeat Terry McAuliffe. Almost the exact same. How is it that someone votes for, for a, a black woman who is a heartbeat away from being governor and then also votes for a white guy and that person is a racist for voting for the white guy for governor how in the world does this how does that thought successfully jump from one synapse in Sheila Jackson Lee's to the other in, in her brain, how does that connection get made? Because it makes no sense to any logical thinking person. No, not at all. You know, her opponent was also a woman of color, but she has yet to concede. Isn't that uh, something? Of course. Isn't that something? Because, again, if Donald Trump fails to concede, it's an insurrection. He's damaging democracy. He's overthrowing the government. He's a threat to the security of the United States of America. When Democrats fail to concede an election they lost, it's called Wednesday. You know what? And also, I was listening to her victory speech. You know, she was posing with an assault-style weapon in post-victory. Uh, Winsome Sears? Winsome Sears. Uh-huh. And they said, you know, why are you posing with a weapon? She said, here's the thing. Harriet Tubman carried a gun. And if it was good enough for her, then it's good enough for me. (laughs) Carried a gun in Virginia, by the way. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, well, we got a question in for our American mamas. Hey, mamas, what will you say to your husband if he told you what Alec Baldwin told his wife? (laughs) Well, let's ask our American mamas. Mama, mama. And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Nettaville and Denise Arthur. Uh, we played this clip a little earlier in the week, but this is Alec Baldwin and uh, Hilaria Baldwin. They were stopped by reporters along the side of the road, which was weird in and of itself. But um, as he's decided to take questions from these reporters that are falling around... There's an exchange between him and Hillary and the press, and it becomes a little testy. Take a listen. You met with her family? Yes, I met with her husband. If you're spending this much time waiting for us, you should know know her her name. name. Her Her name is Helena. Helena Hutchins. I met with her husband, Matthew, and her son. Yeah, that's right. And uh, how did that meeting go? Uh, I wouldn't know how to characterize it. They're, be, they're, they're, they're you, mortified. You guys, you, guys you know what? Do, no I mean, details. Do, do me a favor. I'm going I'm to answer the question. <laughs> 
Do me a favor. I'm going to answer the question. That's code for shut up. Shut up and stay in your lane. This is about me. I'm the famous one here, and you're looking like a fool. Shut up. For those who have not seen the video, (laughs) it is fodder for Saturday Night Live skit because she's literally walking in front of him and beside him with her phone up towards all of the you know, yeah. photographers and paparazzi. She and, turned herself and, into and paparazzi. She did. And she's like, she's got the scowl on her face and she's trying to cut in. And, um, you know, it's so interesting because we were talking earlier about <laughs> like, if that was our husband, <laughs> like if our husband, Kevin wouldn't have to say anything to me. First of all, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't see myself interjecting that way, but it would be one look like, Hey, I got this. Yeah. But for him to say, Hey, Hey, what did he say? He do, said, me do me a favor. Do me a favor. I'll answer, I'll the, answer the questions. <laughs> I think that was probably the nicest way that he could have. I bet in their real life, he does say, okay, shut up. I got this. Yeah. But that was him in front of the camera. They're talking to me. She's try- he's trying to be kind and civil, but he's basically saying, step the heck back. Yeah. I, you know, you're embarrassing me. Well, She's I don't know. It, but was she embarrassing him? Or he's such a narcissist. Did he not like it that she was trying to steal his little, his little moment there that he could have been answering the question? Well, that's a good question. It's hard to tell with somebody it like is. him. But she was so, it was an awkward exchange. It wasn't even, it didn't feel natural or normal. The whole thing. <laughs> you know, he's sitting there talking to the media. Her name is Halina. And, and she's, name, I mean, <laughs> she's walking in front of him, looking at the crowd like, I got y'all. Yeah. I'm videotaping y'all just right back yeah. you know and then she's got the scowl and and it was just such an awkward thing and if saturday night live saturday night live was like they used to be there would be a skit and they would have one of the actresses like exaggeratedly going across like i got you yeah we're not gonna say a thing <laughs> they'll never touch that with a 10 because he no. was trump for so long and right. you know but it's just crazy because you know couples have code I mean, whether it's a little nudge under the table yeah. or a, a look. look, I know them. I know all the codes because I'm the loud one and Marty's the quiet one. <laughs> yeah. And there's that look and then there's that noise. Yeah. That, mm, I mean, Kevin that. could just like, if, if he felt like that I was interfering with, you know, something that he was trying to get across, all he would do, if he didn't say anything, he would just, just a flick of a hand, just that like, like, hold up. I got yeah. it. Yeah. And I would just kind of step back. But again, I don't see me interjecting in that way because she was. Yeah, let me. That's a great point. Let me get to that question because okay, if let's put her put yourself in her position, her husband's being accused of. I mean, well, he obviously did do something that was horrible. From their point of view, it was a an accident. He's the good guy. This was just a horrible thing that's happened. Someone gave him a load of gun. Right. She feels defensive towards him. Yep, I can imagine. If that. your husband's in in that kind of a limelight, how would you react? What would you What would you do before he went over there? I would say because I actually agree with her. No details. There's no reason for you to give anybody any details because that could get you in in hot water. Right. So I think before we even got there, I would say. You don't owe them anything. Let's just keep walking. We, we don't have to. But if you do say something, no details. You know, let's just keep it. And I would stay back and allow him to do that. But I do understand that feeling of wanting to protect. I do understand where she was coming from as his wife to be the defender. But she and has a, they have, they have a very jaded past with, they the, do with, with the, her, with the press, with her. Yes. So, yes. you know, I think she's uh, got the claws out all the time anyway. Yes. It's just hard as their whole dynamic, their whole family dynamic is kind of strange. And, you know, he could have just, he, it would have been easier or better if he would have just said, what she's trying to say is, honey, let me tell you. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. something, yes, that something easy. But you know what we're also noticing? We're also noticing, like, when she was with him, you know, it used to be that celebrities were her- heralded as these idols. And the paparazzi and the news, they treated him as, uh, treated them as such. However, times have changed so much because they have so been so outlandish with their disregard for conservatives or people that voted for Trump that now people, including some of the paparazzi, they don't look at celebrities above us anymore. It's almost like they make them prove their worth. And so what she loved about being a celebrity before, she hates it now because now that puts them on the defense. You know, it's one of those things. I, uh, I would they're just, just learning. They're just learning what it yeah. feels like to be on the other side. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com slash Mamas and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Terry Nettaville, Denise Arthur. Thank y'all. Thank you. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. Stick around. Choosy moms choose American Ground Radio. It's smooth, creamy, and now contains seven grams of protein per serving with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis Sar Avalone. No, I, I glossed over this, but Meghan McCain, and I think this may be something that may be representative of how folks feel. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Especially those who realize that maybe Trump is the best president, but they certainly aren't a fan of well, President Trump. I, I think these are never Trumpers. These are Republicans who just never got on board Trump. They think he's awful. I, I think the Bushes would probably be in the same camp uh, with, with Meghan McCain on this. So what Meghan McCain said was basically the victory in Virginia proves that Biden is so bad, mm-hmm. Republicans don't need Trump to take back the White House. See, and I think this is going to be a common theme, especially as we mm. especially as we go into the midterms next year. I think there are going to be never Trumpers who aren't going to reveal themselves right. as never Trumpers. They're just going to say, "Look, you know, if Trump is the guy, great, but you know, there are other choices and we really don't need Trump." Well, do l- we? Look, I we could, Republicans could win the White House with someone who's not Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis could win the White House. And perhaps it's possible Ron DeSantis might actually even win the White House by a bigger margin than Donald Trump would. Well, there is a But poll. he would have to do it by winning over Trump voters. You cannot win the White House without the people who support Donald Trump. Well, there's a poll out today 
that says that this was conducted before the Virginia election Mm -hmm. that found that 50 percent of Republicans and GOP leaning independents, which independents are really just closet conservatives anyway, but 50 percent of Republicans and GOP leaning independents think the party has a better chance of winning the presidency if former President Donald Trump is the party's nominee. 50 percent. 50 percent. But so see, that means that 50 percent think, like Megan McCain, that you wouldn't. Well, well, and it's not quite that high. Mm-hmm. Actually, the poll found that 35 percent uh, of respondents so had some want someone other than Trump, and 14 percent said, I just don't know. I don't know. Well, that's pretty interesting. But we shouldn't. Look, the bottom line to this is we should not become content. I mean, sometimes that right. light at the end of the tunnel right. is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's the dawn of a new day, and sometimes it's a train. It's a freight train headed your way. And you got to be. You got to be. So we need to remain toes. vigilant. I agree. Time now to dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, whoop, about to step down. It was a bruising night across America for Democrats. Nowhere was that shock bigger than in the state of Virginia. Political newcomer, Republican businessman Glenn Youngkin defeated former governor and Democrat operative Terry McAuliffe. Now, just let's take those two bios, first of all. Political newcomer, Republican businessman. Who does that sound like? Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe former President Donald Trump. Yeah, how about... How about... um, Democrat operative and former office holder. Who does that sound like? Barack Obama. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Right. Now, and, and again, Terry McAuliffe is, has strong ties with the Clintons. Um, so Youngkin's got more than 50% of the vote. McAuliffe, uh, somewhere just under 49% with uh, more than 95% of the vote counted. Republicans also flipped the Virginia House, and they appear to have won the lieutenant governor and attorney general election as well. This is in a state where Republicans have not won any statewide elected office in 12 years. It would be like Democrats running, flipping the Texas House, the governorship, the lieutenant governor and the attorney general in the state of Texas all in the same year. Yeah, it would be just huge. That would be massive. Huge. OK, so uh, to me. I think the issue is this. Virginia is once again for lovers of liberty. This was about freedom. Youngkin ran on a campaign of parental rights and individual liberties. That was what he was running on. McAuliffe ran on a campaign of big government knows better than you do, so sit down and shut up. McAuliffe actually said in a debate... Oh, this is remarkable. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should be teaching children. See, right then, when I heard him say that during that debate, I said, he's not going to win. There is no way that any candidate for governor can Mm -hmm. say something like that. Because guess what? There are sane people. There Mm -hmm. are enough sane people out Mm -hmm. there who are parents, by the way. But again, isn't that the whole point of his campaign. I don't think parents should be telling schools what to teach kids. Big government knows better than you do, so sit down and shut up. Isn't well, that what he's saying? Well, sure. Well, you remember Hillary Clinton. It takes a village. Right. I mean, it takes a village. That's what the Democrats, that's what the left wants to do. They want they to think, separate the children right. from the parents. They think government knows how to raise your kids better than you do. And that's part of the reason, and I know that many people may criticize me for saying this, but some of that 
early pre-K, mm-hmm. some of that head start. Yes, all of that is needed and it's wonderful. And, and if you can get your kids into that, fine. Right. But some of that is promoted by the government so that they can basically start indoctrinating okay. your children. But do you know, statistically speaking, because we got to follow the science, right? The science, the education science says there's something that's actually a better predictor of how well your kids do in school than pre-K. Do you know what it is? I, I absolutely do. Whether you have books in the home. Well, if you read to your kids at night, your kids will do better in kindergarten than kids who go to Head Start pre-K. Well, the other part of that is parents who uh-huh. are involved in their children's education. Right. Exactly. They always do better. Always. It doesn't matter race. It doesn't matter income. It matters about whether the parents are involved, whether the parents think this is important. That all goes back to there's a certain order to do things. Right. And, and Young can ran on that. McCullough's big government knows better than you do, so sit down and shut up. That is the mindset of most Democrats, I believe, in elected office. From San Francisco's Chesa Boudin in, in San Francisco to New York's Bill de Blasio, that message has never worked with Americans, so it's confusing to me as to why Democrats keep going back to it, but they do. Look, a couple other big races. There was a socialist who was defeated in Buffalo. Okay, so a socialist ran. He won the Democrat part, uh, primary by defeating the incumbent mayor in the Democrat primary. Okay? Okay, okay, he was an avowed socialist. He lost the the, the race for for mayor last night to the current mayor, who won with a write-in candidate. When was the last time you heard of a write-in candidate? winning a mayor of a major city. No, that's remarkable. That's a huge political feat. And what it means is you've got the crazy people on the left now control the, the, the Democrat Party. The socialists are now in charge of the Democrat Party. But people don't want the socialists to be in charge of them. There's a New York, no, this is a New Jersey truck uh-huh. driver yeah. who is about to unseat. He's close. Or he's very close. I don't think he's going to win it. Uh, unseat yeah. the New Jersey Senate president. Oh, oh, I, oh, that one. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought he you... spent a total. Uh-huh. This is a guy, a total unknown. Yeah, total unknown. He spent a total of about 148 dollars on his campaign, and he's about to unseat <laughs> the New Jersey Senate president. Yeah, that one. He might pull that one out. Uh, in Minneapolis, voters refused to defund the police. I think that's a big deal. The left ran on defunding the police. The voters went, that's dumb. Don't even do that. Uh, Speaking of New Jersey, Joe Biden won New Jersey by 16 points last year. It is essentially tied. I think Democrat Phil Murphy is going to squeak out that reelection because absentee votes are continuing to be counted. But man, as we've been saying, here's what today proves. Today proves, and this really hurts my feelings, today proves you were right. There is no mandate for the Democrat Party. Oh, absolutely You've not. been saying that on this show for weeks. No, absolutely. The Democrats do not have a mandate. And my friend, last night, today, proves, once again, you are correct. And, and I do think that this is about what is going on in Washington. It's not I about agree. local issues. We'll be right back. Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. All right, so we talked last week about the Department of Justice settlement agreement or recommendation mm-hmm. that each illegal alien who oh, yeah. was separated from their family mm-hmm. 
$450,000. Each child should receive $450,000. Good well, money if you can make it. Now, this afternoon, President Biden was asked about this Department of Justice settlement agreement with the ACLU and immigration lawyers to pay them, pay illegal aliens, $450,000 per person mm-hmm. for their pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Joe Biden had to say about that? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. That's exactly right. He said, no, no. I was kidding. No, oh my that's God. exactly, in a nutshell, he, <laughs> oh says, he says, that's not going to happen. So Peter Ducey said, it's not going to happen. He said, he looked at him, $450,000 per person? I mean, he's asking with incredulity right. at the nature of the question. Uh, and, and, and he the, has no idea what his own no, department's doing. That's the headline from this should not be that he says that's not going to happen. What should be alarming to all of us is, as we many of us have already known, he has no idea what his Department of Justice or the DHS or the HHS has done. So what you're saying is that he's not in charge, but it's the people underneath him who are running their own fiefdoms. It's a pep puppet presidency. Hey, we, uh, I wanted to talk to Billy Nungesser, Lieutenant Governor for the state of Louisiana. You know when he came into office, the Louisiana parks are losing money? Yeah. He's now made them profitable. Get him on the phone. All right. I'll do that. And joining us now on the phone, Louisiana's Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Welcome back to American Ground Radio, sir. Glad to be with you, my friends. So I, I saw the story, and I thought, man, this is fascinating, and I wanted to share it with folks, and we thought you're the best person to talk about it. Uh, the, the parks in Louisiana were not moneymakers. You come into office, and now even during COVID, somehow you're able to make the parks, the state parks in Louisiana, become profitable. How did you do that? Well, it's been a great team effort. You know, when I took office, Jay Darden told me we'd have to close seven state parks. We don't have the funds for the staff. Um, Good luck at picking which seven to close. Well, we spent about 10 days going through every contract, every bit of work going on, and I come from private business. And we were paying Grand Isle 28000 a year to pick up garbage once a week. Uh, we got it picked up for $450, $500 a month, save 24000 We looked at the pest control contracts and all the things that uh, we didn't feel did anything or much for their money. And then we looked at the staff, and we had a plumber, an air conditioning guy, and uh, an electrician that sat at every park waiting for something to break. Mm-hmm. Well... Then we found out some of the air conditioning people were not up to speed on the latest technology. All they did was call an AC company out. That was no good. So we got three travel teams. We we got rid of about 79 positions, and those three travel teams travel around. They're professionals, and they can fix everything. Saved another million dollars. So we just started running it like a business. And then we looked at the private-public partnership with the legislature allowed us to do. We have horseback riding in Bogachita. We have a mountain bike trail there through a private-public partner. We had 1,500 people there last Saturday from 11 states. Not only are they making that park make money, but the town in Washington Parish has cars with bikes on top, horse trailers. It's been a whole draw for that community. And we know coming out of COVID, People have bought RVs by record numbers. They're looking to do the outdoor thing, and we are the sportsman's paradise. So all those things are playing in our favor. We had our best year ever at state parks. So, so basically, you, you cut some bureaucratic bloat, 
and you looked for ways to streamline the funding and and to to build partnerships with people in the community. Yes, and we just closed a six-month. We went out for proposal for six months to see what else can we do. And we've got some incredible uh, bids back. And what we'll do now is we'll evaluate those for additional cabins built with private money, but we share in the revenues, a lazy river at one. But we'll take all of those proposals. We'll go meet with the local communities, elected officials, because what we don't want to do is we don't want to do a private-public partner that will hurt any local business. Uh, we won't let a restaurant open because we want you to leave the park and go eat in the local establishments. But I can see a day when not only are we making money, we're making a lot of money. And that money, can we won't need tax dollars to run our parks, and we'll generate millions of dollars that can be used for cultural recreation tourism all over the state. So, Lieutenant Governor, our listeners are hearing this and they're saying he's running government, or at least his part of the government, like a business. And they say, why can't our mayors, why can't our governor, why can't our local superintendent of schools run their part of the government like a business too? Because they're politicians and not public servants. A lot of politicians, they're good people, but they only do what they got to do to get reelected. No more, no less. We need public servants today in every aspect of life that get in there and want to fix. Look, we're going to fix everything we can. We might not win every battle, but the public is going to know everything we're doing. And usually if you can't get it done, you can embarrass them into doing the right thing. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser from the state of Louisiana, thank you so much for, for joining us here on American Ground Radio, and thank you so much for, for working to make the parks of the state the best they can possibly be. I appreciate y'all, my friends. Good talking to you, and uh, hopefully we can see some more victories. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. If you're not listening in, you're missing out. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Lewis R. Avalone. Either there wasn't enough Kool-Aid to go around in Virginia, uh-huh. or these Democrat voters just didn't get the memo. But apparently, Rasmussen took a poll last night yeah. during the uh, during the or during the election day, right. the entire day. They found 81 percent of Virginians believe that a photo ID should be required for voting. 81%. 81%. Now, you would say, well, how many of those were Republican and how many were Democrat? Yeah. Okay, 94% were Glenn Youngkin supporters who said, yes, absolutely, photo IDs are required. So 94% of Glenn Youngkin supporters said yes. But two-thirds of McAuliffe's voters, Democrat voters, said that a basic photo ID should be required. I, I thought so, that was racist. Yeah, are you to, saying that two-thirds of McAuliffe supporters uh-huh. are racist? Apparently. Obviously so. That must be the case. But here's here's one other interesting point. Yeah. 83% of Virginia voters agree that America was founded on the ideals of freedom, equality, and self-governance. That includes 84% of Yunkin voters, 82% of McAuliffe voters. Maybe there is more that unites us 
then divides us. Whoa. <laughs> when I say whoa, I mean whoa. In Portland, Maine last night, residents went to the polls to choose a new at-large city council member. Portland uses ranked choice voting system, which means when no candidate has an outright majority, the candidate with the fewest votes is eliminated and his or her votes are reallocated to the remaining candidates based upon voters' second choice marked on the ballot. This continues until someone has an outright majority. But last night, no one got an outright majority, even when only two candidates remained. Oh, my. You see, when the computer was done counting... And recounting the numbers, Roberto Rodriguez ended up with 8,529 votes, and Brandon Mazur also ended up with 8,529 votes. It was a tie. Now, this new form of voting that relies on high-tech computers to crunch the numbers will be decided by a much older form of picking leaders. They're going to draw straws. (laughs) I was going to say flip a coin. Same idea. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.